Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is good, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. I am your host, Tony F.O.K. It has been a while, but the Premier League is back. We're back and we've got a lot to discuss after a somewhat fascinating week in the Premier League. We'll start off with the top three, the title race so far. In your early kickoff, Chelsea lost 3-2 to a West Ham side. Now, let's let's start off with Chelsea. Um they started off this to take they started off the league first. This weekend, this weekend they started off first, and now they see themselves ended up in third with thirty-three points, two points behind Manchester City. Now with Chelsea, I said this with my podcast. Yes, Chelsea are European champions. Yes, Chelsea have played good football. Thomas Tuchel was coming to that side, real um, seeing his side and made them a very hard team to beat. Now with Chelsea, they haven't been playing well in their past couple of games. The West Ham game wasn't great. They struggled to beat Watford. They didn't beat a bad Manchester United team. And Chelsea fans were... They were still getting the results and they were still top of the table, so no one really saw it. But as a Man United fan, I watched that game against Chelsea and I thought to myself, this Chelsea team isn't that good. Not that they're not that good because they're a much better team than Manchester United. But I saw the way Manchester United lost against... City and they lost to Liverpool and the same level that I saw the difference in golf I didn't see that between Chelsea and I don't know it came to fruition on the weekend Chelsea went 1-0 ahead went 2-1 up even but I wouldn't even blame this West Ham played well and I feel like David Moyes and West Ham are a very good, uh, good team but we'll get onto that later on West Ham played well but one thing I will say is that Chelsea kind of shot themselves in the foot. The goal to lose it was a stupid mistake by Mendy and a shot goal by Matsuaku. Um, but as I said, with Chelsea, I feel like they're in a they're in a title race for a reason. They're in the European they're the European champions for a reason. 
But bar for bar going against the City and Liverpool and the way they play, I don't feel like Chelsea can go bar for bar for City. I feel like they'll still be within this title race. Right now, it's a three-horse race. But bar for bar against um, Manchester City and Liverpool, I, I don't see Chelsea. I don't see Chelsea up there. But listen, they'll figure it out. Lukaku has not been playing well. I'm not sure if he even came on, or he probably did. But he's not playing well at the moment. And the thing is with Lukaku, everyone's thinking, where's the Serie A Lukaku that we want? So I was telling everyone, listen, I watched Lukaku as my striker for two years. He will get you goals. But when they signed him for 100 million, I was just like, mm, it's going to be the exact same Lukaku that Man United had. Which, listen, Lukaku will score goals. He has a, he had like a one and two record for Man United, which isn't bad. But Lukaku to be that guy for big games, it's not it. We used to have this thing called big game run where he only scored against one top six side during his main United tenure, and that was Chelsea in his last season. So I'm not worried for Chelsea in a sense, because one, I'm a United fan, so I don't really care. But two, I feel like, will Chelsea kind of slip? If they don't buck up their ideas, they'll kind of slip away from the title race. It might become a two-horse race at Manchester City. Listen, they're only two points away from the top, and it's only one week. They've been in top for the past how many weeks now? But one thing I do need to realise is that I, I saw it the way Liverpool and City are performing at the moment. I just don't think Chelsea can perform that caliber week in, week out. But we'll see. We're not halfway through the season yet, so we've still got a long way to go. Um, also, in regard next, in regards to the title race in the top three, we got Liverpool, we got Chelsea in we got Liverpool. Now Liverpool won yesterday. They beat Wolves away 1-0, Divock Origi, 99. 94th minute, I think 94th minute, something ridiculous like that. One of the last kicks of the game. And that one, we've seen it time and time again with Origi. He's a very clutch player. I think he's got, in the Premier League, he's the most goals from a substitute player for Liverpool now. And he's become like a cult hero in that sense where Divock comes on and scores. And that with Liverpool, because you thought Liverpool were going to drop points, we all thought Liverpool were going to drop points away to Wolves and Wolves defended really well throughout the game. But that... That's just the championship mentality, do you know what I mean? And Man United used to do it all the time, used to play poorly, and then somehow, boom, Fergie time. And that's show, and that's the difference for me with with champions and just teams and title challengers. Now, I'm not going to say they're champions, but Liverpool have been playing right really well. I feel like that was the first game in 19 games where they only conceded, they only scored one goal. And normally, they've been scoring plus two, which is, again, ridiculous. But big ups to Liverpool. They're second now, one point behind City and looking good at the moment. Last but not least, we've got Manchester City, who just dealt with Watford. Nice. Bernardo Silva right now is playing um, amazing. I, I see some people shouting best Premier League player in the season at best Premier League player in the season. I mean, best Premier League player right now, which, no, I don't want to say that. I don't think he's the best player in the Premier League. I still feel like Mo Salah is the best Premier best playing in the Premier League by far. But Bernardo Silva, what, 5-5 five and five at the moment. He has this, because listen, he was looking to go during the summer, but Pep convinced him to stay and it looks like rewarded. We all know, we've known Bernardo Silva from his talent at Monaco. We've known he's been a very good footballer. So we'll see. We'll see with Bernardo Silva. I don't really mind what happens with uh, City at the moment. Right now, City are looking at the favourites. If I had to pick one team out of that top three to win that title right now is looking like Manchester City. They're just playing good football and they look very hard to beat. So, right, and I don't see anyone 
Liverpool could give them a good game. They went to Stamford Bridge and dealt with Chelsea. So that's the only that's the only way I see Man City dropping points. If not, I don't really see it. But listen, as I said, we're not halfway through the season yet. We've still got a long way to go. But that's uh, the top three. So the top three race, there's three points, uh, two points within it right now. So it's going to be a race for a long time. We've, we've got a long, we've got a long way to go. Um, a quick mention as well. I want to um, talk about before I talk about Man United. I feel like since we're in the top three, we might as well go to the top four as well. West Ham are still fourth, looking decent in fourth. We've got Arsenal who play Everton tomorrow, who can have a chance to close that gap. But I think a random dark horse shot we need to talk about right now is Spurs. I feel like no one's mentioning Spurs right now. They are. They've got a game in hand because their game got cancelled last week at Burnley because of the snow. And if they win that game in hand, they're in the top four. They're fourth, one point ahead of West Ham. So we've got to realise, like, I know with Nuno, it wasn't the greatest start, but Conte's come in. I haven't seen a massive, like, Conte hasn't revolution and revolution decide just yet. He even said that this he, this is a big job for him. And after that Mura defeat, he's told himself, like, OK, uh, this is going to be a hard job. But right now, they're looking decent. They've won, um, Conte's won all his Premier League games at home so far. Tottenham are looking good. And if they win that game in hand against Burnley away, they're fourth right now. So, and under, and under Antonio Conte, let's see how he sets up his Tottenham side against the big clubs. No one's mentioning Tottenham in that top four race. I feel like we've got to mention them at the moment. I don't think they'll make top four, but right now you've got to mention them. If they win that game in hand, they're fourth. So uh, a quick shout out to Tottenham there. And West Ham as well, obviously another massive result against uh, the Champions League winners, Chelsea. But one thing I must say is that with West Ham, I don't think like they'll make top four only because they play, West Ham have beaten City this season, they've beaten United, they've beaten Liverpool, they've beaten Chelsea, they've beaten all the big teams, right? But to be that team that breaks into the top four, you need to do it against the small teams as well. And just before this West, just before this Chelsea win, they drew to Brighton and they lost to Wolves. So games like that, and it was a bit of a reality check for West Ham because they were up flying in fourth and everyone's thinking, oh gosh, you're they were third at the moment. But I feel like that was a bit of a reality check to West Ham because if you want to be in fourth and if you want to break into that Champions League spot, those games, the Wolves, the Wolves away, you can't be losing. Brighton at home, that should be three points. I know Brighton have had a decent start and kind of fallen off a bit, but that that should be a win. I know beating the big teams are good in that, but if you beat the big team and can't beat the small teams, you may not make the top four. It's not it's not really worth it in the end. So they've got to be careful in that sense. But listen, they're still in the shadow. They're still fourth at the moment. You can't complain. And listen, there's only three, four points between. The, they're three points ahead of Man United, four points ahead of um, Arsenal. So there's still a long way to go. But Speaking of Man United, I think it's time to talk about Man United. Uh, Ralph Ranić, Wreck-It Ralph, Big Ralph, whatever you, whatever you want to call him, uh, won his first game in charge at Man United. Um, and I watched the game. It's weird. I felt like the first 30 minutes was mind-boggling for me. Because if for someone, if anyone that watched the first 30 minutes, and Ralph Ragnick even said this in his press conference, it was Man United high pressing, high intensity. Do you know, like when Man United used to win comebacks and used to go one nil down, and then they started playing football when they started pressing, like, oh crap, we need to start winning. They've done that from the first, from minute zero to minute 30. And I was thinking, wow, like 
I'm seeing Man United press for the first time. I'm seeing Man United playing with a system. They didn't. They changed from the four-two-three-one. Uh, Ranić said he played four-two-two today, and you could see it. You could see uh, it was four-two-two. So it was Ronaldo, Rashford up front, Bruno and Sancho in the tens, and McTominay and Fred in the double pivot in like the sixes. And you could see the reason why. And he explained in his press conference why. Like he never really got that with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, where if he ex- if he said he just said, "Ah, oh, I expect this guy to come in and do this," but Ranić said. I wanted to play someone with Ronaldo for the vertical things and running behind, like very tactical, Ranić is, as we know. But one thing I like, we've got to realise this was one game, right, from Ranić. And Ranić had a training session. He was announced on Thursday. No, he wasn't announced on Thursday. His, um, Yeah, he was. He was announced on Thursday that he was finally taking the interim role. Carrick stepped down and left the club. He had a training session on Friday, but it was a 45-minute training session with the players that didn't play against Arsenal. So half of these players that played today didn't even train with him yet. So it was the, the people that trained with him was like your Van der Beek, your Martial, your Greenwoods, your Langers, people that didn't start. And for that first 30 minutes, I saw Man United press. I, I don't want to say we looked like Liverpool because we're nowhere near that. And he did say, listen, I want to turn, I'm going to turn you guys into pressing monsters in the papers. That was his quote, but I said, it's not going to take, it's not going to happen, especially in June, December. It's not going to happen in one week. It's not going to happen in two weeks. It's going to take over time. But if Man United pressed for half an hour of a game without Ranić having a training session with them, one, and two, that was just clear instruction from Ranić and just, that was from his team talks and having talks without the players because half of those players he hasn't even trained with yet. I, first thing I thought to myself was, one, what the hell were we doing with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Like, what were we doing in training where we were 16th and pressing before this game? And I thought just a high intensity, the higher tempo. Now, United didn't score during this high pressing stage, but if you watch that half an hour, Palace would pay out for the back, United would win the ball eight seconds to go and they're going for it. I saw McTominay and Fred, even though, listen, it's still McFred, but I saw McTominay and Fred play more forward passes than I've ever seen them do in that first half an hour. And I was thinking to myself, he hasn't even trained with these lot yet, but that was the players understood. They they bought into what he said in his team talk. So from that, we pressed well. We didn't get the goals. We had a couple of chances, didn't get the goals. He even said we should have been 1-0, 2-0 up by then. Uh, Fred got a decent goal with his weaker foot at the end. A decent, a decent strike, and United won the game one nil. And for the first time ever, United looked in control. I didn't see this is the first time we beat Palace at Old Trafford in the Premier League since 2017. So the fact that I didn't even see like Palace make any massive, you know, against Old Trafford, you see teams come at it. I see Aston Villa bully, not bully us, but play well, have time in the ball. You didn't really see that today. It felt like other than a split second where Palace were trying to get a goal. United looks in control. We got the clean sheet, one of our, our first clean sheet at Old Trafford this season in the Prem. So, listen, and that is literally not for, that is from instructions, not even a full-on training session yet. Now, Ranjit's going to have a full-on training session tomorrow. Oh, no, the players will rest tomorrow. I have a full-on training session on Tuesday, and then we got um, Young Boys on Wednesday. So, if you can do that with a training session and 45 minutes and just instructions... I'm really looking forward to what Ranić will bring to Man United. Not because I don't think he's going to completely transform us, but I'm sorry, that first 30 minutes, 
I enjoyed it. I saw United press for the first time in how long. And I feel like we're kind of getting away of this, not the United DNA, because I don't want to sound like that guy about like we're getting away with the United DNA. But one thing, the United DNA was playing attacking football and just playing better than everyone else because we had better players. And we didn't get with the modern times, Man United as a club, as a as a club, we didn't get with the modern times, but especially when Fergie left, we still tried to go off the Fergie um, formula and clearly that hasn't worked and we've now learned that. But we, for the first time, we were actually trying to play like modern football. And I know it's only one game, but for that first half an hour, I looked at my side and I thought, okay, this is entertaining to watch. Look at Man United trying to win the ball back. I saw Ronaldo, Rashford pressing, Fred pressing, Sancho, Fernandez pressing. And I'm, I'm not saying these guys never pressed before, but they pressed in unison. They had a clear instruction of, okay, boom, the fullbacks were pushed up. So Dallow played, had a pretty good game. And I was thinking, gosh, if these guys are having pretty good games with just like one training session, imagine what he does with us in, in six months. So it's, it's a good start from Ralph Ranjik and the guys. I'm looking forward to what else he does for United because I just want United to make United great again. Do you know what I mean? That's what I want. But um, enough about my United. I can talk about them all day. We've got to talk about the other games in the Premier League. Also got Steven Gerrard being his old manager, Brendan Rodgers, 2-1. Uh, now, big up to Gerrard. He's had a good start in his Aston Villa career. But Brendan Rodgers, for those that have been watching this for a long time, I've said with Brendan Rodgers, he's been a bit wishy-washy. And you never know. You really never know, Brendan Rodgers, if... He's always a nearly man. I don't want to call him a nearly man because he won the Community Shield. He won the FA Cup. But right now, Leicester are not playing well. And there are a couple Leicester fans that are questioning Rodgers. Now, they don't want, they're not saying Rodgers out. I think it's still too early for that. But they, didn't, they haven't been playing well in the Europa League. And that is now... How many defeats do they have this season? Leicester are 11th in this season. Eight defeats. And that is not... No, sorry. Yeah, they're 11th with six defeats. Five wins, four draws, six defeats, which is not good. That's not Leicester. This is this is the whole Leicester we thought that were trying to break into the top four. And you've got to be wary about that with Brendan Rodgers. Has he lost the dressing room? I don't know what's wrong. They look frail defensively. Leicester, they don't look good at the moment. And you got. I feel like you might have to question Brendan Rodgers. If, if this carries on... I could see them getting rid of him. I know it will, it will take a while and it will take a lot to get rid of him, but they have not responded well this season. They have not had a good season and it keeps getting worse if they don't get the wins and they don't get the points. But as I said, it's still quite early, but there's no smoke about fire. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people were saying it before because they haven't been doing that well in Europe as well. And they sit 11th in the Premier League right now and we're nearly halfway through the season. So, Mr. Rogers, if you don't get your ideas up going, who knows, mate? Who knows where you're going to be next week? If they lose, who they got? Let me quickly look at Leicester's schedule. I'm going to look at Leicester's schedule and see who they have because we're getting into December. We have tough games. Newcastle at home. Newcastle, who just got their first win, could be could be a difficult game. Then they got Tottenham. Then they got Everton. Then they got City. Then they got Liverpool. Hey, Leicester, Mr. Rogers, if you don't buck up your ideas. This December could be gazy for you, my friend, because right now there's those fixtures. The Newcastle game is a must-win game, and maybe Everton away as well, because Everton are not in the greatest of forms. But if they don't get points from that game, I don't see them. Tottenham will be a decent game because Conte and Tottenham look okay right now. They're not being City and they're not being Liverpool. So, Mr. Rogers, if you don't buck up your ideas, mate, they could get rid of you. 
And I think it will take a lot to get rid of you because he's done a lot for the FA Cup and the Community Shield was a lot for Leicester. But Leicester are looking at this. We, Leicester are not the 11th best team in the Premier League right now. They should be in the top half, within the top six. They should be up there. So if you can't get that out of the players, don't shoot the messenger, but do you know what I mean? We'll, never, we'll see. We'll see with Mr. Rogers. But listen, that's all we've got time for on the Undiluted Football Show. You can follow me on any all my socials at Tony at Tony of OK. Uh, you can follow the Undiluted Media at Undiluted Media 1 on Twitter and at Undiluted Media on Instagram. Like, share, subscribe, comment. If you think Brendan Rodgers is going out, agree with me, jump on the bandwagon. I don't think he is, but he's in danger of. But listen, thank you for watching another show of the Undiluted Football Show. I've been your boy, Tony of OK. Until next time, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.